Hey, welcome back. This is your host, Rebecca. We have another episode of Across State Lines. I'm so excited to share this episode with you. We are talking about Maryland with my friend, Sunny, and it's very informative, very educational, very fun. You're going to learn all about the Mid-Atlantic, the cross of cultures, North meets South, South meets North, coastal living, mountain living, uh, super fun podcast. So you have a good time listening to it and you enjoy it please share with your family with your friends and uh, rate us five stars on apple itunes enjoy the show hey everybody welcome back to another episode of across state lines we're kind of on a roll we're cranking these out so this week uh we're going to be talking all about maryland and i have my buddy here his name's sunny say hi hey everybody (laughs) yeah Sonny is very passionate about Maryland, more than more passionate about his home state than pretty much anybody I know, especially <laughs> on this podcast so far. Uh, no offense to any, any of my former guests, but it's just true. If you've met him, you know what I'm talking about. So yeah, let's just start off by talking about like who you are, like what your connection to Maryland is, like what, how much time did you spend there? Just tell us a little bit about, about yourself. Uh, named Sonny. Um, I used to work for G Adventures. That's why, how I met Yeah. The wonderful Rebecca Klein. We would always just <laughs> see each other randomly at different spots throughout the country. I remember Vegas one night on a Vegas bus. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. So did that job. But yeah, lived in Maryland pretty much my whole life. I did spend three years at one point in West Virginia. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Maryland, um, through college and once out of college, here or there would come back every once in a while, little stints. But uh, yeah, but my childhood was... Pretty much Maryland. I've lived in a couple different spots throughout Maryland, so it's not a big state. I think it's like the eighth smallest geographically. So yeah, yeah. I was looking. It's like a like a little over a hundred uh, square miles or something. Or yeah, like it's not that big. You can drive across the whole thing pretty quick, which is the East Coast in general. Which is as coming from someone from the West Coast, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. But um, but a lot of shoreline, right? So I I wrote down some notes, and it says uh, what one of the things I found out is that it's referred to as Little America. So you want to talk a little bit about the terrain that is available in Maryland? Oh, oh yeah, I can talk about Little America, America in the miniature for sure. Uh, okay. Yeah. So um, luckily, too, that the cool thing is I've gotten to like live in every kind of ecosystem. I guess you would say area yeah. of Maryland. So my dad's from the western part, from like the Appalachian Mountains, like true hillbilly family. Like he didn't have a running toilet growing up. Um, wow. My great grandfather was a moonshiner, P-Pat. There's a picture of him with like a, a Tommy gun in front of like his, well, he's actually a bootlegger. He did make some moonshine, but he would run it down to the cities in Baltimore and D.C. during Prohibition. Wow. So you got a pic- picture of him with like Tommy gun in front of his Model T with loaded with the cliche moonshine bottles yeah um, yeah so you got you have like the the Appalachian area it's like Garrett County Allegheny County Washington County and then you kind of progressively start going into like the lower coastal lands Frederick's a little mountainous and then you have the areas of bay so like Maryland's like split up into like two almost really closely actually like, yeah. three parts it's okay. actually it's the thinnest state at one point I think it's like a little over a mile wide at one point near this town called Hancock, but the bay pretty much splits it up. So people think of the eastern shore and then it's the western shore. The eastern yeah. shore would be like Ocean City, um, Wacombico, Worcester County, and then the other side would be like the western shore, and that's going to be like Baltimore and the other side, the Chesapeake. Um, so you can only really, unless you're in the northern part of the state, you can really only get to the eastern shore by crossing the Bay Bridge, which wasn't there until like the 70s. So you just had to take a ferry across. Yeah. But 
And I wrote down the Bay Bridge is super sketchy. It's like a dangerous bridge. Is that true? I saw like a news report once that said it's the scariest bridge in the country. It gets pretty high up. It's pretty long. Um, but mm-hmm. I'm, so to, I'm so used to driving it. Uh, but they actually have people where you can hire someone that drives you across the bridge. So because <laughs> you're such a chick, chicken shit. I'm, am I allowed to cuss? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Uh, okay. This, this thing's going to get a hell in a handbasket if I can't cuss. I got a dirty mouth. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. No, it's fine. Um, I was I was swearing the other night on my own, and I was like caught myself, and I was like, it's my podcast. I can say that. I don't care. Yeah. yeah okay. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. You're good. You're good. All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. So now I got more comfortable. <laughs> across the bay in San Diego, is it like that? Like just gets super tall, super quick, or is no, it so long? It's taller than that, probably. And wow, like, that's a really high bridge. It's like sketchy. Like, it is because you start at sea level and you go up. That's the scary part. Whereas, like the Golden Gate Bridge, you're kind of just going like across straight. There's not really an incline decline. That's what makes yeah. it kind of scary, I guess. It's pretty high, and then there's like certain points. There's like just metal crates. So my dad used to have a motorcycle, and I've known other people driving across in a motorcycle. And so, you know, like some bridges have like a metal crate section you can see down through. Yes. Like you can actually like see down through it and you're at a really high point. So, yeah, you can see down through the through the bridge. It's a, I, th- I can't remember how long it is. It's, it's a decent length. I want to say it's like it's definitely multiple miles. Do you ever get long- stuck in traffic on it? Like, does it ever slow down and you're like stuck on it? Yeah, for sure. During the summer. So like I said, it's really unless you're coming from Philadelphia or like uh, Pennsylvania and like the west, uh, the eastern part of Pennsylvania, you're going to mm-hmm. take if you're coming from Maryland, West Virginia or certain parts of Virginia, you're going to have to take the the Bay Bridge. Um, yeah. And so a lot of people go down to the shore. Um, like yeah. O- Ocean City or some some of the slower like lower Delaware mm-hmm. uh, beaches. And so during the summer, like I mean, I lived in Ocean City for part of my life and um, went to school near Ocean City, Salisbury. And summertime, mm-hmm. like you, they have, you could watch like the video of all the tourists coming and like just the Bay Bridge backed up for like three hours because everyone's coming down for like July 4th weekend and everything. So. Um, an older, like she's like my aunt, but she's actually my dad's cousin. And she's from the Baltimore area. They had a, like when I was a kid, they had a boat. And we would go around the bay, and it was super fun. I mean, that's like a huge part of living in Maryland, right? Is like like being on the water, eating a lot of seafood, eating a lot of crab. Oh yeah, um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, crab is king. Um, yeah, seafood. Seafood's great. I mean, the novelty that is well, like the geographical feature is the continental shelf. I don't know if you know this, but like, so the continental shelf extends out like a hundred miles off the uh-huh. east coast, and so it. If you like, if you're on the West Coast and you, you leave, go off, go off the beach, and you're on a boat and you go onto the ocean, it the depth changes very quickly. It goes down yeah. very quick. Yeah, it does not back away on the East Coast. So the continental shelf like sticks out 100 miles, and it doesn't get very deep until you get past the continental shelf. So there's, yeah, because of that, there's a lot more marine life. So tuna is really big. Um, we have a lot of estuaries. The uh, Chesapeake is the biggest estuary in North America. So there's a lot of oysters and clams and mussels and I mean, seafood's just a big thing. Old Bay, we put that shit on everything. Like Old Bay, <laughs> Old Bay is life. There's an Old Bay hot sauce out now, and it's sold out within like two days. Like we're just freaks about seafood. And was I in the right spot? I've, as a very small child, I remember going to a restaurant and they just put like paper on the table, and then they brought like a pot of crab and they just dumped it in the middle of the table, and then oh. everyone would like reach and pick crab me out of the out of the crabs is that oh, an accurate oh thing? hell yeah honey. okay you go, down the, you go down that ocean you're gonna get some crabs you gotta get some natty bow and you watch the o's game we're probably gonna lose though yeah so you uh 
Yeah, I mean, uh, crab. I worked at a place called Crab Bag. We all called it Crack Bag because yeah. we had to work so much. But yeah, yeah, I mean, crab shacks everywhere, and you lay down the paper, and it's it's you could think it was like tapas. Um, so yeah, tapas. You sit around and you talk for like four hours, and you eat here, or there, and like it's more of like a like a community thing where you're just sitting, talking, catching up with people, and it's like it's not just about eating. That's what picking crabs is like. It's heaven. Mm-hmm. You go get a bushel of crabs with your friends. You yeah. get like a bunch of natural lights or natty bow. Like you can get a little more high end beer, but like usually you just want cheap beer with the crabs and mm-hmm. get some corn. You sit there and you literally you're out in the sun and you're picking crabs for four hours with your best friends and your family and you're along the water and it's just life is good. It's the reason why Natty Bo's um, slogan is the land of pleasant living. Not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> so, and Natty Bo's the official beer of Maryland. So Natty Bo, just to be fully honest, Natty Bo was originally brewed in Baltimore. So was Colt 45. You're welcome, rap. Oh, um, <laughs> wow. Colt, yeah, I know. Afro man. Uh, <laughs> Colt 45. So anyways, but Natty Bo. Uh, started in Baltimore, but it got bought out by a company in uh, Wisconsin, and then Paps have since bought it. So it's technically brewed. It's brewed in uh, Wisconsin now, but it's only sold in the Mid-Atlantic, and primarily, like, 95% of the sales come from Maryland and, like, Virginia area. Yeah. Um, They were, like, they sponsor, like, you know, the Orioles. Like, you see the Natty Bo symbol everywhere. It's a guy with the one eye, and there's actually a big billboard in Baltimore with the Natty Bo guy because he kind of looks like the Pringles lady proposing to the Pringles lady. Oh, uh, wow, romance. Not the, not the Pringles lady, I'm sorry, the Uts lady. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 the Uts potato chips, which is East Coast. People on the West Coast don't know what Uts is. So it's like, you don't, you can't find them out here. It's very oh, East Coast. Yeah, out there, man, we got like a couple different brands of like um, called crab chips. And they, what they are is just like sprinkled with like either Old Bay seasoning or like something uh, like similar Old Bay. So there's Old Bay and then there's J.O. seasoning, which is like they're both from Maryland. Some people swear by J.O., some people yeah. swear about Obey, but like J.O. is just strictly a Maryland thing. You can't really get it anywhere else outside of Maryland. Obey, and you can. How would you describe it to someone who hasn't had it? Is it's like paprika? It's like peppery, or how would you, salt, it's like salty? It's similar to um, like almost similar to like a blackening seasoning mixed with the. You ever had like Cajun seasoning? You yeah, know, like green one. So it's kind of similar to that Cajun Creole seasoning. Um, it, though Obey's been around, so when people in Louisiana say that's better, I'm like kick rocks out of here um. <laughs> it's interesting though because it's mid-atlantic so what you just described with the crab pick sounds very southern like a very southern activity not something that you would do in new england at all but you're pretty far north so i think it's accurate to say it's mid-atlantic like it's not the north it's not the south it's its own culture it's its own thing really would you, you agree with that you said it correctly yes, yeah i mean politically so geographically, we're a, a southern state because we're below the Mason-Dixon line. Um, when it came yeah. to like the Civil War, which a lot of times defines whether states south or north, um, you know, obviously D.C. was located within like the confines of Maryland. So Lincoln was never going to let Maryland um, separate. And there was a lot of people who were loyal to the north of Maryland and also a lot of people loyal to the south because there was a lot of tobacco grown in southern Maryland. Yeah. So there's a lot of mixture of southern and northern. Like our accents are almost like a mix between like Philadelphia mm-hmm. and like southern accent, and like um, you know, sweet tea still sold there, but our politics are more northern aligned. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, we're a blue state. Um, if you talk to somebody from Alabama, they're gonna be like, dude, you know, you're a Yankee. If you talk to someone from like Massachusetts, they're like, oh, you're a southerner. So you know. Yeah. Just, 
we're like in limbo, you know, we're like purgatory, ge- geographically purgatory. We don't know which one we are, you know, we don't know. Yeah. Where we are. Interesting. So my grandmother is from Virginia and then she lived in Maryland my whole life in Bethesda. And then she moved to Chevy Chase when she was much older. And I, you know, I'm from California I remember one time my friend from high school was around in like a social situation with my grandmother. And later she was like, I didn't realize your grandmother was like Southerner. And I was like, oh, I guess, yeah, she has an accent. Like I never even thought about it because I never thought of her as being a Southerner. But then she does have, she did have like a interesting accent compared to mine from California. So, and then I guess my dad sometimes kind of has a little bit of a tinge of a, of a Maryland accent too when he talks, but I don't notice it because I'm his daughter. But yeah, it's definitely something about it. It's a little bit different. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, people always, people always point mine out out here. And like, I remember Katie Flax was like, like you're you have like you know a thicker Maryland accent can I imagine like um so I don't know if it's because my parents had a thicker one but I kind of picked up a heavy Maryland accent but yeah, yeah it's like I said it's like a, it's a, a state where it's like southern and northern at the same time actually our flag which is like definitely the sweetest flag out there um, yes yes I wrote that down so the flag is on everything right you guys just print it blast it on everything <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a sickness we're like addicts for the flag so the flag is actually the yellow and the black is a um, a family that was uh, northern sympathizers and uh, yeah. the northern calls. And then the, the red and the white part is a, a family crest of uh, southern sympathizers. And because they wanted to unify the state because um, there was a lot of divide. Um, so they put the there's two together and create the flag. So kind of include everyone. But yeah. Um, very, very on trend for what we were just talking about. Just like yeah. trying to merge the two, make one thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a mix of the two cultures. Yeah. Very cool. Let's talk a little bit about sports. So I know that you guys have the Ravens for football, but then also you're very close to DC and have the Redskins. So which, which I think you're a Ravens fan, right? Is that right? I grew up a Skins fan. So when I was younger, oh. my dad, my dad grew up a Skins fan and Orioles fan. So um, I kind of just, when it came to sports, I followed suit, like everything else. I disagree with my dad on, but sports, I gave him that. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> so when I was a kid, there was also no Ravens. They didn't come around until I was nine. So the, and the, okay. Colts left. the Colts left, there was the Baltimore Colts. They left before I was, uh, I was born. So there was okay. no nationals. So there was just the Orioles and Redskins and my dad liked them. So it was easy for me. And I didn't jump ship when the Ravens came around. Like a lot of people, oh. Like, yeah, a lot so, of people are like you, sh- you should have because the Ravens are much more successful and the Redskins stink. But the Redskins actually play in Maryland too. They play in Landover, Maryland, which is not too far from Bethesda at all. So, did you go to games when you were growing up? Redskins used to, the tickets used to be crazy expensive, and right. there were waiting lines. Now they've been bad for so long; it's kind of easier. But it was too expensive for my yeah, same. Uh, for yeah. my family what? to pay for them. And then, but I did go to a lot of Orioles games, baseball. Okay, yeah. Like, Baseball's yeah. huge in my family and just in general, like everyone loves the Orioles in Maryland. Like Nats are more, the Nationals are kind of Montgomery County, maybe a little bit, but mostly Virginia, but the Orioles are lovable losers. And yeah, yeah. I love the everyone Orioles. loves it. I'm the same with, uh, with football. My mom is a huge 49ers fan. 
but we had never, I'd never ever been to a professional football game. And then at the end of one of the G adventure seasons, I had like a little bit of cash and I was like, let me, let's, let's go. And it was so expensive. <laughs> like, <it> was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> by the end of the day, I had spent like hundreds and hundreds of dollars to watch them lose terribly to the Rams. <laughs> it was like such a shit, but it was, not, it was a good experience, but yeah, it's very, it can be very expensive to go to football games. Interesting thing about Orioles games too, is that in the seventh inning, they play a game where you have to find the crab under the cup and it's sponsored by Old Bay. And then um, they actually have like crab cakes at the game. They have Bo yeah. which is Natty Bo with Old Bay around the rim. And then they also have like crab chips. Like it's even the ballpark's like super crab oriented. And, and also yeah. the, na- the national anthem was written by Francis Scott Key, who was a Marylander. So yes. our, the nickname of our team are, is the O's. So when the national anthem goes, Oh, say like everyone in the crowd just screams, Oh, <laughs> and, and when people like, like, dude, that's disrespectful. We're like, it's our national anthem. A Marylander wrote it. We can do whatever we want with it. <laughs> right. I remember being in group chats with you when we were on the road and for, I don't know why, but you would just like throw out like Maryland facts. And one of them was definitely like different celebrities or different notable, like historic, historical people. So do you have some up your sleeve that you'd like to share with the general public about who are the who the most important people from Maryland are? Because I think you have some. You bet your ass I do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Why would you share those just for fun? Just to prove that your state was better? No, than no other it, people? Was, it was Tommy. Tommy was giving grief about something. Oh. He said something about Maryland. Dude, and there's two mistakes. Like, don't make fun shut of Maryland. That down. Also, don't open the Pandora's box that is my mouth. Like, it just rattles off so he he should have never done that and i just and i remember brad was brad baron was like damn i had no idea like how'd you pull all these out i'm like memorize them (laughs) yeah yeah okay so shoot what do you got all right sylvester sloan rocky you're welcome okay oh babe ruth the greatest baseball player of all time the great bambino you're welcome world michael (laughs) phelps greatest olympian of all time you're welcome yeah if maryland was just to let you know, if Maryland was its own country yes. in the last Olympics, it would have had the six most medals. <gasps> Boom. Okay. Egg around the pole. Mm, okay. Yeah. You're welcome, yeah. world two. Yeah. <laughs> I wrote that Tubman. one down. Carrie Tubman, the Underground cool. Railroad. She was born in Cambridge, Maryland. She ran the Underground Railroad out of Maryland. Uh, wow. Well. Frederick Douglass, also yes. important civil rights. Who doesn't love Frederick Douglass? Totally. Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy, the writer. Yep. Huge Orioles fan. We actually, when he passed away... The Orioles wore a Tom Clancy patch on his their uh, jerseys the whole season. Oh. Nora Roberts, Nora Roberts for the romantics out there. That lady yes. sells that lady sells books like it's Waldo House in the summer. Yes, um, uh, Cisco, uh, you're really welcome <laughs> because without that, who would have no thong song? song. Yeah. Now, I, now every 45 year old housewife knows what the thong song is. Okay. Exactly. Um, exactly. Francis Scott Key, um, very important okay. national anthem. Yes. Well, yep. Uh, I, I, I can even give you a little history lesson. Francis Scott Key, so when the Battle of 1812 was going on, he was a loyalist of uh, America, so the British seized him, put on a prison ship out in the, the harbor um, just outside yeah. Fort McHenry, Baltimore, and he's describing he thought he would wake up in the morning and see the Union Jack flying because the British were the strongest army in the world still then, but he woke up and saw the American flag still flying, and, was, and the flag was still there. That's so, the line right there. There you go. Uh, Billie Holiday, the jazz singer. Uh, yes. Pretty amazing. Dave Chappelle, greatest uh, comedian of all time. Marylander, you're welcome, world. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Cal, Cal Ripken Jr., 
the Iron Man. The guy played three thousand six hundred some games in a row. That's called that's called showing up every day. Yeah, yeah, that's, we know how to do that. Out. Yeah, that's amazing. John Paul Jones uh, started okay. the Navy. Kevin, Bennett. yeah, yeah. David Hasselhoff. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> now you're getting now you're going kind of far, but yeah, okay. <laughs> don't, ha- don't hassle the Hall. Uh, yep. Nancy Pelosi for the Californians mm-hmm. out here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louis Black, the comedian. Yes. John wow. Waters, the producer, yeah. director. Let's talk. Yeah, let's talk about John Waters a little bit because uh, okay. you mentioned him. You, we were just chatting before the podcast started. My roommate and I, and we used to watch Hairspray like at every sleepover, like every every single time. And I don't think we realized at the time like how just like camp and like counterculture that was. But when you think of, like, Maryland, you don't really think about, like, counterculture, but definitely is. Like, we're talking, like, drag queens and rock music and all sorts of kind of different underbelly of society. Like, ba- like isn't, like, Baltimore kind of known for being pretty gritty? Like, would you say? Or how would you Baltimore, describe it? I, so I lived in Brooklyn Park in Baltimore for a while in my youth. And, um, yeah, Baltimore definitely gets – Baltimore's definitely gritty. I mean, it yeah. has a, definitely a, a problem. It's not – like – I hate like you don't want to brag about it. It's usually like always in the top two of like and murder rates and everything. It's a shame because mm-hmm. like there's, I mean, great people and it's just there's just some areas there's just a disparity between like uh, some of the rich and some of the poor and there's just like some neighborhoods have been neglected and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's definitely gritty and you know I think that Kevin Plank, the owner Under Under Armour, he's a, a Maryland guy. He he's trying to buy a a lot of property and there's a lot of issues just with like a lot of american cities like oakland um, yeah the people worry about gentrification and a lot of the communities getting pushed out because he wants to make baltimore nicer but the problem is how what are we going to do for these people and what are we going to do for their community are we just pushing them out and taking their where they lived at for you know decades baltimore has a lot of issues i love it it's baltimore man it's special to me i love that place i love the grittiness uh you know i don't i've lived in irvine california and like Man, you could eat off the sidewalk. And yeah, it's, not it's very nice compared. When were your like formative years? Like when did where were you living? Like middle school, high school age? You said Ocean City, right? Yeah, so um, I lived in Ocean City for all of high school, and then on um, I moved to Ocean City when I was like seventh grade. Yeah. Before that, I lived in Hagerstown, Maryland, for a while. For I think four or five years is where my dad's from. I lived in Brooklyn Park um in baltimore for three years and then before that i lived in west virginia for a little bit so okay um, gotcha. gotcha. yeah i've lived in the west i've lived in the east and i lived in the central part of maryland so i've gotten gotten all the whole the, the whole gamut yeah. yeah and surprisingly you're probably not actually that far from each of those homes like probably what like a 40 minute drive or something from each no, of those no, spots no. You, you're, i don't know if you're thinking about rhode island here but, uh, <laughs> it's maryland, a little bigger <laughs> it's, okay it's maryland if you go from the western part of maryland which is like oakland ah uh, yeah. And you drive all the way to Ocean City, it'll take you like seven hours. Okay. So it's kind of like I lived in North Carolina for a while. So it's kind of like North Carolina. It's long and thin, probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It's, it's a weird, Maryland's a very weird shaped state and it's not big, but like, um, yeah. It's not as small as some people think it is, too. So, yeah. So let's, let's chat a little bit about high school days. So, where you went to sc- how big was your high school and did you play sports and stuff and was it kind of like a typical american experience with prom and homecoming and all that jazz or was it different well theoretically different like what yeah, was I mean, your it, high school life it was uh, a normal high school situation um yeah uh, except for a lot of lacrosse lacrosse is king in maryland everyone plays lacrosse i was basically ah. 
Um, yeah, lacrosse, it, the Native Americans in the Maryland area were the ones who invented lacrosse. So it's really big in the Mid-Atlantic area. Yeah. Um, okay. But, but yeah, so normal high school, I, I want to say in the high school, there was a little over a thousand students, like 1,200. So not yeah. super small, but also not big at all. Um, That's like mine. Yeah. Yeah. Graduating class, like 300. Yeah. I went to prom. I actually graduated a semester early and started college early. Um, I was ready. Okay. Yeah, I was ready to kind of get on with life and had dreams of like, you know, traveling and everything like that. So the quicker I got it done. So but did you do yeah, military normal. stuff? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So yeah. I, when I first got out of Salisbury, um, I moved to for the first three years out of school. I graduated as twenty one. Um I did three years. Uh, I had back and forth between Puerto Rico and, and home in Ocean City. So yeah. I managed bartender at a restaurant for five, six months. And then I'd go to Puerto Rico for six months because love surfing would go down there. And I mean, I'd surf in the winter in ocean city and, and home yeah. and everything. But you know, if you don't have to wear the wetsuit and you can go somewhere else where there's good waves, why not? So I did that for three years and then I joined military. Okay. Gotcha. That sounds awesome. So you yeah. have been, you've been traveling like as soon as you could, like that was something you're interested in at a young age. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I wanted to, I was obsessed with like geography when I was a kid. I remember my parents would buy me atlases and I would like, I had a map for each sibling. I have three older sisters where they, what state they'd be on two countries and I'd color it in. I knew like every state capital and the populations of cities. Like even this day, I can guess, yeah, ask me like a major city. I can be like within like 50,000 people of the population. I'm, yeah, it was just, I wanted geography. I was obsessed with geography and I wanted to see the world. And I think some of that is coming, coming from like a, a family that didn't have much money and my, my dad didn't get to travel. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. my mom didn't really get to travel. So I'm um, kind of doing it for them. And I'm like, you know, for some people it's not a big deal, but for my family, like the places I've gone to like, wow, that's pretty awesome. Um, totally. That's really cool. Cause yeah, it's just I think unheard of with our family. So through your travels, you, so you're saying you, you did that for three years, six months, like, a, like half the year in Puerto Rico, half the year, in ocean city and then yes. where were you what side of the island were you in in puerto rico i i was on rink and rincon so you know i know you visited bridget um, yeah so i was like two and a half hours from uh where bridget was you know san juan's like the northeast yes. kind of corridor yeah and then i was as close as you can get to the dominican republic as possible there's like a little tip that sticks out mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. i lived just outside the city of rincon um called puntas was the area I was at, and it was great because um, you could surf in the morning on the one side, and once the trade winds hit, you could go around the other side, and you still catch swell coming around mm -hmm. the uh, the point. But mm -hmm. the, wind, the winds were blocked, so it's probably the most popular spot to surf in Puerto Rico. Um, cool. Would, yeah, it's pretty close to Aguadilla. I don't know if you went to Aguadilla or anything. No, I don't think so. I think the furthest we went, well, we went was Lakio. Was the furthest we went, okay, but it was really you. fun. I really enjoyed Puerto Rico, and I'd like to go back. All right, let's talk a little bit more going back to Maryland. Let's talk a little bit about uh, – I wrote down The Wire as, like, a pretty iconic show. Do you think that – did your friends that are from Maryland obsessed with that show and, like, proud of it? Or is it, is it like, just totally outlandish and does, is not accurate at all? Like, what are your thoughts on that? It's definitely not outlandish. I mean, I don't know if you would wear it a badge of pride. I mean, Baltimore, I think hard, hard places make hard people. So I think yeah. there's a sense of pride, like a lot of Northeast cities, there's a sense of pride of like being hardened, hardened by the situations that we've been in and like the cities we come from. Um, you know, when I brag about Baltimore, obviously I know 
that most people prefer San Diego over top Baltimore, but I am proud to be Baltimore. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, so, I mean, the wire is a pretty accurate portrayal of Baltimore. There's a lot of issues that need to be addressed. Um, you know, obviously president Trump made them comments about Baltimore and, you know, Baltimore people stood up in arms, you know, yeah. if you're going to talk about it, then why don't you try to fix it? Don't just talk shit on a major American city and not do anything about it. Anyways, exactly. the point. Yes. Um, but <laughs> yeah, the wire, the wire, the wire is definitely a show that we love, but I mean, the wire, I, I think, I mean, around the world is enjoyed. I mean, there's a lot of schools, yeah. film schools that study the wire of how Absolutely. well written, written and directed it was. And yeah, just a great yeah. show. So. Absolutely. Not to like be cliche, but let's talk a little bit about weather. Like, is it, um, are the winters super harsh there? Cause I, my parents are, my dad's from Maryland, my New York, and I, they both, they met in California and I think they're both like running away from the winter. And I know that the winter snow can be like wet and heavy and not kind of like that nice, like light dry snow, like in Colorado or something is, are the winters harsh and nasty or like, is that part of just part of it? And then Ocean so, City, like, is it nice on the coast? Like, does it snow on the at the beach and stuff? It's warmer on the coast. It snows definitely a lot less on the coast than it did even in Baltimore, but like Western Maryland, where I li- where I lived out there and where my dad's from, you know, yeah. it's up in the Appalachian, so it definitely snows more. You're farther away from the coast, so the coast kind of regulates the temperature, right? So the mm-hmm. the falls are warmer near the coast, and then the springs are colder near the coast in Maryland, but it doesn't snow very much in Ocean City. Um, it's yeah. the one thing that kind of sucks about like Maryland winters is that, um, you know, some winters you might get, ugh, man, you might get a couple feet of snow in the winter, but then some years you might only get like three inches, maybe, mm. you know, a couple light snows. Mm-hmm. It's just, there's days, there's days where it's like 40 degrees and like rainy. You get yeah. a lot of those in the winter and they, the winter kind of drags on. Like I love the fall and the spring, the summer there, mm-hmm. but the mm-hmm. winter, the only thing good thing about the winter is, watching football because everyone gets super excited about that and like the waves get pretty, the wave the waves get pretty good in the winter too so that's the good thing so you can just straight up surf in maryland you would go out in the winter and surf is that what you're saying yeah yeah, yeah. i mean you can, you can youtube videos there's some actually really good we get some really good waves in ocean city and then there's there's acetique and i don't know if you ever heard of that acetique mm. is phenomenal it's a national seashore it's a it's an island um I want to say it's like 30 some miles. The first like three miles is a state park for Maryland and the rest is a national seashore. Virginia owns like the last four miles, but it's mostly Maryland mm-hmm. and it's all protected. Um, you can go out there, you can go on the drive on beach, find your own spot. We used to get like a keg, we would drink, wake up in the morning, surf, find our own spot, camp out on the beach. And then there's wild horses everywhere. It's just like super beautiful. Um, Are there yeah, dunes so. out there too? Sand dunes? Yeah. 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 And then yeah. there's the uh, there's the islands of the Chesapeake, which are really cool. There's start there's a lot of them that are starting to vanish, um, mm-hmm. whether it be because of rising waters or erosion. But um, mm-hmm. there's actually a couple islands in the Chesapeake where people actually have uh, accents that still kind of sound like mix a mixture of like English and Southern because they've been kind of like removed. So it's pretty cool and isolated. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I remember learning about in North Carolina around winter uh, after Christmas, they would collect Christmas trees and then they would kind of like get them all bundled all together and they would pile them up at the beach with the intention that they could be like the base of 
new sand dunes because they had like a dune problem in North Carolina as well. And there, that was like their kind of way to try and like build it back up. Cause you need those like lowland sand dunes to prevent storms and backwater and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's exactly. all like, very important. All, all the barrier islands are along the East coast from like from Maryland all the way down to like Georgia. All they are is just nature's way of protecting the mainland. They just, yeah. Yeah. I mean the sand shift and you know, human, humans we try to control nature and so we we replenish beaches we dread sand and because we don't want you know the towns we've set up along the shore to like be destroyed but nature would have those islands moving back and forth and everything mm-hmm. but you know mm-hmm. we resist so so the the park you're just talking about where you would drive out with kegs and camp and everything are there um houses and stuff out there as well it's called, or, it's called, it's called acid teague, and I want to hear a Californian say it. <laughs> acid teague? Acid teague? There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, it, so what was the question again? Are there, like, summer homes and stuff there, or is it just oh, is it just wilderness, like, open land? It's just, wil- it's just wilderness. The only uh, buildings you'll see on there is for the national park system, uh, you know, like some campground bathrooms. But there's, there's like, an old church there from way back in the day they never taken down. So some people get married there. It's just a tiny little, like probably 200 square foot church uh, but yeah it's it's just really remote beautiful and uh, is there I mean, a bridge to get out there or you need a boat so you can take the boat uh, from the wedge so the acetate gets separated by the um this area called the wedge and then um the inlet and so and that separates ocean city from acetate so you can take a boat but there's a bridge that you can take um on the maryland side and i think there's a bridge from on the virginia down south um you you can go to Chincoteague Island um, mm. and then they take uh, the bridge from Chincoteague over to Assateague. And the interesting mm-hmm. thing is to regulate the wild horses there, they actually auction off some of the horses every summer. And so they t- take them across the bay between mm. Assateague and Chincoteague and they auction them off. There's actually a movie about it, Misty, uh, a mm-hmm. book about it. Yeah. So someone has to go out and catch those horses. Yeah. Um, so not all, not all of them. They just have to regulate because they would super get overpopulated and, um, and then you wouldn't be able to manage it. So, and then the horses actually originally came there from a Spanish ship that sunk off the coast. There are Japanese horses that can't remember exactly what kind, mm-hmm. and they swam the, swam the shore, and then they started populating. And, and then humans decided, you know what, this is pretty cool, so we're gonna keep them here. And yeah, so it's really beautiful. And you'll be like surfing in the water, and the sun's going down, and then there's horses running through the water, and you're like, this is heaven on earth. That's amazing. That's not something yeah. I would expect at the. I didn't know about that in the mid-Atlantic like that. That's pretty cool. Um, are there ghosts and pirates out there? Ghosts? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't believe in ghosts. Uh, the, only, okay. the only thing that scares me is the Baltimore County justice system. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Uh, okay. No, no ghosts. Uh, I assume there was probably pirates back in the day. There was like an old naval ship that like because of a storm. Because we get, like, huh. remnants a lot of times of hurricanes and tropical storms. like So, like, exposed, like, stuff on the beach. And there was this, this like, old, like, Spanish naval ship that got exposed on Assateague. And it was pretty cool. Wow. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah, the tides there can be pretty intense. Uh, did you, Have you ever gotten in any trouble, like, on a boat or anything like that? Did you ever have any incidences where you were, like, caught in a storm or anything crazy like that growing up? Man, I've gotten caught in the, like we used to crab a lot. I used to crab with my grandfather and everything. We had a family plot, and so we had our own like cages and everything. Okay, um, gotten caught in like storms before, like thunderstorms and everything, but nothing like too gnarly. Like, um, 
any like deep sea fishing I did, everything was through friends who are like wealthier than my family and had access yeah. and stuff. Like, yeah. Uh, that's, that's why cool. they always say, they, they say never buy a boat, just buy, get a friend who has a boat. <laughs> yeah, it's just a it's just a hole to throw money into for sure. Yeah, I know. BO, boat stands for break out another thousand. B O A G. So the crab pods you're talking about are those ones that uh, you drop and they sit at the bottom of the of the see and then they like over time they just fill up with crabs you pull them up is that or they kind of like catch oh yeah you know you know what you're doing huh yeah you put some chicken (laughs) you put some yeah i do yeah because we do the same thing we did the same thing growing up my grandfather lived in north carolina when i was a little girl we did the same thing in north carolina and then um in humble we would do that too in trinidad we would drop cages down and we'd use zip ties because the oh, the dungeness crabs are way more aggressive so you'd have to zip tie the chicken into the cage so that because they would just rip it out from the bottom yeah you know, I, you know I, i've eaten some dungeons out here and it's not bad it's not blue crabs but you know it, going back to north carolina there's a lot of similarities with the coastal area of like yeah southern maryland and the the eastern shore with like north carolina like the outer similar banks ac- similar accents similar like lifestyle very water oriented and like the the wildlife it's just yeah. all similar similarities between that so hey there's yeah. a movie and i'm interrupting uh, uh it's based in north carolina and you'd like it. it's called peanut butter falcon you gotta watch it. okay okay i'm ready to get down. i got time <laughs> i got time right now i ain't got shit to do god oh uh, yeah that's really cool so yeah so a lot of similarities that's why i was like kind of joking about the pirates and the ghosts and stuff because it did sound familiar to the outer banks because they have like a lot of that folklore out there there's a lot of ghost stories in Maryland. I mean, it's the South, yeah. technically still. There's a lot of Revolutionary War, Civil War history. And then there's Antino Battlefield, which is right near where my dad grew up. And Antino Battlefield is the bloodiest day in American history. More people died in that day than any other day. And the soil is, like, stained red for, like, like years afterwards. And mm. just the pictures are horrific. I can't – I want to say it's, like, over, like, 50,000 people died that day. Mm-hmm. Could be wrong, but I want to say it's around that. Yeah. And, uh, there's a hill there that my dad took me to when I was a kid, and I was shitting bricks. Yeah. yeah. And so, so basically, you put your car in neutral. You put some uh, baking soda on the back of the car, and you put it in neutral, and you, your car starts going up a hill. And supposedly, it's this Confederate soldiers. There was a battle there, and they're pushing you up the hill. And then when you get out, there's handprints on your <sighs> your, um, your bumper. bumper. Yeah. And then also, the Blair Witch Files was filmed yeah. in Bur- Burkittsville, Maryland. So there's that, too. Which my dad no... went to Blair High School, so oh, I was, really? yeah, so okay. I was familiar with that 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 term and everything. Yeah, nice. but yeah, I wanted to mention like my grandmother and my grandfather, my uncles and stuff grew up in Bethesda, so that's where the first time I ever saw lightning bugs, like the first time I ever like had crab, like all that stuff was through my grandmother and my dad, my grandfather's military, so. We would, she would only shop at the PX. She would only go to the military base, which was pretty far away, to do all of her clothes shopping. All of her grocery shopping was always on the military base. And then the hospital they always went to was John Hopkins, always. Oh, yeah. And, that's a or great like, hospital. yeah. Yeah, military all the way for that, which was like, I mean, I was born much later than my grandfather did any military stuff, but it definitely was. She's, she's just she's a bargain hunter you know she's very savvy with her money so that so it's tax-free if you go to the you know base what you have to pay taxes um you i'm not sure base? fort Meade, no probably. which one fort Meade. yeah uh, that sounds also, familiar yeah okay there's also walter reed hospital which is yes uh, walter reed okay. yes that's the one yeah which are like very really famous famous hospitals right i mean you guys are yeah. r- well known for the medical field in maryland i feel 
Yeah, it's, it's a really great medical. Um, you know, like it's like I said, Maryland's a weird state, and since you got Baltimore, it's really rough. But Maryland actually is. It's, it's, I'm pointing out facts in here, but it's the second most educated state in the country with bachelor's yeah. degrees and master's degree, and and uh, has the second highest GDP. Um, yes, per capita in the state uh, in the country. So there's a lot of fluent areas and um, some good college universities and hospitals. Um, so yeah. yeah, and a lot John's of good. Talking- and a lot of good resources. Like um, you're yeah. so close to DC, so you have access to all of those museums, which are all free, and yep. then good good restaurants and all that kind of stuff as well, and good universities and entertainment and all that kind of stuff. My grandmother always wanted me to move there, but I never did because I'm from yeah. California. But well, it, it's cool because Baltimore is like the blue collar city. So I would say compared to like San, uh, the Bay Area, you got San Francisco, which is like DC, a little yeah. more you know a little more fancy nicer city um expensive uh, expensive exactly and then baltimore's oakland yeah much more blue collar yeah. and everything and yeah DC, dc originally the land was maryland and we donated to thomas jefferson to you know create the nation's capital so a lot of people yeah consider dc still like a maryland thing depending <laughs> yeah. on who you talk to I'm like <laughs> yeah 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 what is it um Taxation with no representation is like taxation all over the place. Have you seen? Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they, only have one, they only have one non-speaking house representative, and then they, yeah, yeah. So I wonder if they'll ever get representation. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I remember her talking about that. I was like, why don't they just like join one of the surrounding states? And she would be like, oh, you're so smart. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like really simple. And she's like, it's not that simple. But um, but yeah, I definitely and the zoo. You have the zoo there and everything too. You got like really good resources. Um, and then let's talk. So can we talk a little bit more about the western side of the state? So would you, as when you're older, would you go camping and hiking and stuff in the mountains there, or not so much? Yeah, yeah. Because so, there's, uh, it's part of the Appalachian. Is does the Appalachian Trail run through Maryland, or does it kind of go it, wider than Maryland? It, it does. Yeah, it goes through Maryland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's uh once you hit like Frederick County, you start getting into more like the foothills, and once you hit Washington County, it's like the mountains. And Washington County is where my father's from, and where I lived for a little bit. A place called Hagerstown. Hagerstown's kind of a, mm-hmm. a shithole. Hagerstown's kind of a shithole. It's like a mini Baltimore, yeah. but. <laughs> um, okay. Then, but yeah, once you get like up there, you got like Deep Creek Lake and you got Wisp Ski Resort. You got Whitetail that's right there. I mean, it's like a half mile into Pennsylvania border. It's really close to my family's house. So you got like skiing options, snowboarding options. You got some trails. Um, there's Harper's Ferry, uh, which is technically West Virginia, but the hike, Maryland Heights, is uh, you can do this nice hike and it overlooks Harper's Ferry and we're in the confluence where Shenandoah and Potomac meet. And mm-hmm. It's a really, really beautiful spot. And, uh, yeah, Catoctin Mountains, super nice, uh, which is like a part of the national park system. So, um, yeah, sounds really, awesome. Yeah, it's uh, pretty nice, and you're like not too far of a drive, and you you go check out Shenandoah if you're really itching for like one of the main national parks. Um, but yeah. yeah, but it's kind of the same landscape anyway. It is, yeah. yeah, it looks the same. It's very it's very beautiful. I I like that area a lot. Um, was there any river rafting or just kayaking and stuff in your life growing up, or not so much? Yeah, I I would do kayaking on the Antietam Creek, uh, kayak the the Conica Jig Creek, um, kayak the Potomac. Uh, so yeah, uh, a lot. Then, yeah, yeah. So there's cool. uh there's some decent whitewater rafting sometimes at Harbors Ferry, but now Western Maryland, like real far, like cu- close to like Cumberland and Oakland, um, mm-hmm. they have some they have some like class five areas. I've never done that, but um, I hear mm-hmm. it's pretty, pretty awesome. Actually, 
going there for my best friend's bachelor party uh, in August. Ho- hopefully, if COVID. Hopefully, comes. yeah, yeah, yeah. COVID. The last few days, I've been really optimistic that like we're definitely gonna have a summer. I can't even think about not having summer. Okay, cool. I think I feel pretty good. I feel like you covered a lot of shit. I like to talk about like with my guests because most of my guests are G adventure guides or friends that I met guiding. So I do like to talk a little bit about your trajectory, like your travel history. You talked a little bit about Puerto Rico and then um and then of course you were a guide for a while, but like I like to learn have you done a lot of international travel and stuff like that as well? Or mostly domestic? Uh, I've done some international travel. I definitely need to do more, but um going to college and then kind of getting stuck and having to work between Puerto Rico and Ocean City. Didn't yeah. A lot, me a lot. And, uh, I took out a lot of student loans, but the Navy helped out with that. And, uh, but yeah. Did you go anywhere with the Navy? Uh, yeah. I mean, I did tours. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, but, uh, I mean, as far as personal travel, uh, Costa Rica, did some Central America Nicaragua, uh, been mm-hmm. to Mexico a bunch, obviously Canada a bunch. Um, Do you speak Spanish? You know, I oh, I'm proficient, and the thing is, my mom actually speaks Spanish herself. Uh-huh. Um, but <laughs> I know German <laughs> better. I know German better than anything, which is ridiculous because I never use it. <laughs> did you for study that in school? Huh? Yeah, you studied that in school. Yeah, I took it in high school, which I wish I would have taken Spanish, which is so much more practical as an American. But you never uh, know. You never know down the line. It might really come in handy. Would you pretend like you didn't know any German and let them talk shit before you revealed Rebecca, that you spoke German? Rebecca, <laughs> I did that shit all the time. <laughs> and you know Germans are the biggest shit They're talkers. They're so ever. He's talking shit. Yeah. It would be awful because you'd be like if it happened a few times where like half of my trip is half my group is German and they would speak German around the campfire and the other half of the group would be really upset and so would I. And they're very hard to convince not to do that. Like you yeah. would really have to lay, like be like direct. Like you, you need to speak English around when we're all hanging out. You need to just speak English all the time. This is an English tour, yeah. and yeah. But you would pretend like you didn't understand. That's like, pretty cool. Sh- I wish I could do that. You shut your Wiener Schnitzel eating mouth up. <laughs> oh my god! Did you ever catch anyone being really rude? Because I think, uh, so, you know, yeah. I ran this trip with Nikki, um, and mm-hmm. we had these two girls who actually at by the end we found out they were like actually hilarious. But at first they were Bavarian, which like it makes you like super German. Yeah, um, the Bavarians. Yeah, and they're like Bavaria. It's, yeah, it's, it's like yeah, it's like Americans when you meet a Texan, you're like, wow, this is super American. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, <laughs> that makes sense. Like, yeah, uber American. Yeah. They're like the Bavarians, like we would be like a minute late, and they would be like so sassy. And I just had to get to a point once I was like. And Nikki was like, wow, you went off the cuff. But I was like, look, guys, this is vacation. You know, we're not back home. If someone's yeah. a minute late, it's not a big deal. This is America. And quit talking about your bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get awesome. Your bread's better. <laughs> yes, yes. They would always complain about the bread. Yeah. Yeah. It's good times, though. I kind of, now that we're in quarantine right now, it's, like, very hard to not really miss the open road like a lot but it's fine it'll pass we'll we'll get back out there for sure but yeah adventures to me is like uh a relationship when i was in it i was like 
okay when like mm-hmm. first when it was first over i was like oh, i'm good but then you start like forgetting the bad things and remembering all the good things and you're like oh you know yes. what that relationship wasn't so bad <laughs> i say the same thing i say it's like a shitty boyfriend that i keep coming back to you because i did that for four years i did that for four years so i would be like i hate it like they he treats me so bad this job they never show me any respect i never get anywhere and then i'd be like oh i guess i'll do another season whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah it's fun fun enough you drunk call him at 3 a.m. Like, I love yes. you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm like, okay, sure. Did you, did you hear about – so they they laid me off because I didn't fill out the logbook correct for one day. Um, I didn't so know they, that. They, yeah, they took me off the schedule for two weeks. And I was yes. already on a trip going through the south. And I was like had ran with this, this group to the north. And there's like six of them that continue on the south. Yeah. So Brian got called. And Brian had to meet with us in Vegas, and they were like, "Okay, Sonny, we'll fly you back, or you fly you to Baltimore, or whatever." And I was yeah. like, "And Brian, Brianna, and I decided, you know what, Sonny, just stay on the trip. I just finished the trip. I mean, obviously, I didn't get a paycheck, but I just ran oh, the trip for just, the rest like, of the way. You just stayed on the tour, yeah, for the rest of the drive because it is fun, especially if you're not working. <laughs> yeah, just I a was cool like, camping trip." Yeah, I was like, I'm a rebel. Let's do this. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely rumors of people who just like would tag onto trips even because that was the season that they overhired way too many people. So everybody was getting in trouble for no reason. Like they were just being sticklers about stupid stuff and and just being like, well, you're on suspension. They put hella people on suspension or whatever. And people are like, I quit. Like I'm not going to hang out for three weeks, four weeks without any work. Like that's impossible. So that was situational. You know, like yeah. they've. I mean, um, I'm, I'm, su- I'm super thankful for the opportunity, and I got to like see mo- even more of my the country, and I got to yeah. meet like some really fantastic people, and uh, I met like some lifelong friends through the adventures. I mean, I still yeah. keep in contact with a couple of the guys and even some of the girls, and like, yeah, um, and it's just a, uh, it was just a really it's fun. I can look back, and when I'm sitting on a rocking chair and I'm overlooking <laughs> yeah. like somewhere in Maryland when I'm like retired, I'm 80 years old, and I'm gonna be like think back i'm like what a weird strange time that was in my life (laughs) it's so weird it's so weird because it's so many things it's like hanging out with europeans and aussies number one is kind of weird and then and then always being on the move like getting up before the sun comes up and like working all day all day every day for weeks on end it's pretty intense but yeah fun fun at the end of the day the most intense was austin new orleans memphis nashville by the Mm -hmm. end of that my i know i mean i was like nashville Nashville was the night because there was a shuttle. So neither of you had to drive. You and your co-guy didn't have to drive. So you would take the shuttle into the city and get slammed. And then, yeah, you'd wake up the next day. I remember one time we woke up and and everything's like wet because you're in the south. So everything's like dewy and wet and everything. They're like, we can't. Like, we're not going to eat cereal. And so I had to take – I took the whole group to McDonald's down the street. And we just like – I bought everybody like McGriddles. And we just like were like two hours late for like the whole rest of the day because like – you just get destroyed. It's so fun. It's never, so touristy. I never really truly enjoyed Nashville because by the time I reached Nashville, my body was shutting down. And so I <laughs> from New Orleans. <laughs> yeah. 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 New Orleans would always just put And me. Memphis. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. I mean, because the said, food, man, the food. You're not only are you drinking, but you're eating like like pork barbecue for like a week straight. Like it's not good for you. Like no vegetables for like a week. It's like but, I don't know. By the time I by the time I reached Nashville and DC, like I had Pinocchio, like you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a crazy stretch, and it's long days driving, long, yeah. long, long days, long days, and it's wet and rainy and weird. It's like, yeah, it's pretty gnarly, but very fun. 
Um, it was very fun. Yeah. So did you just did you just do one season or two? I did two. Yeah. So I yeah. did two all the way. Um, and did and winners. I ran a bunch of uh, uh, incredible adventure trips up to you. Oh, you did. Um, yeah. Oh, so, nice. Yeah, here, there. Yeah, the one winner I ran a bunch of uh, trips, like Y ones, Y twos, Y threes, and that that was good and travel a little good bit money. here. And, yeah. They put you up in San Francisco when you did those trips. They did. Yeah, they would put me in an Airbnb. Hmm. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Um, so how long have you been on the West coast now? Like when did uh, you, when, when was the last time you lived in Maryland? I guess is my question. Last time I lived in Maryland was, um, I was back there a little bit between right before G Ventures a couple months. Um, so yeah. that would have been 2000, um, I guess like end of 2015. Okay. So it's, it's been a little bit. Yeah. So I, I mean, I took yeah. a job G Ventures did two seasons of that and then, um, right after G Ventures, Actually, no, that's not true. I was back for like two, two, three months um, right after G Adventures. So that would be yeah. summer of 2000. Um, so like fall of 2017. And then I took a job in medical sales and that led me out to Southern California. And now I'm yeah. in marketing for Paps Blue Ribbon. So yeah, that's cool. Drink Paps. There's my plug. Drink Paps, everybody. Okay. Yeah. I've got time. <laughs> I can drink Paps. I, I still like Paps. I still, that was my beer of choice in college. That was what I drank in Super, college for sure. It's really not to plug it, but like it's a really hip company and they do a lot of like arts initiatives and like sound yeah. society, which is like grassroots mu- music and like their their cans are super artsy and like they're very, um, they've embraced a new generation, but they also have the old generation connection. So it's kind of, it's kind of sweet. Weren't like, they famous for not advertising for a long time? Wasn't that their shtick? Was they wouldn't advertise? They, they never advertise, but what they do is they use the shit out placements in movies and TV shows to watch. Now you'll, you heard this, you're going to notice yeah. it like every TV show they're drinking paps. Like every yeah. movie, paps. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. I like that beer. And then there's hey, just the one. There's not like a paps light, is there? There was a Paps Easy. We're getting rid of it. There's a Paps Extra. Now we have Paps Hard Coffee, which is phenomenal, super tasty. Um, what is it? It's a hard coffee, so it's like a, a, a drink, and so it's like five percent alcohol. So it's um, and you can have like two. And you're said say you're like starting day drinking on Saturday. You're going to go on a boat. Like have two of those and start your day, and you have the energy and transition over beer. It's really tasty. The seltzer is okay. Uh, it's, I mean, it, it's good, but I'm not a big yeah. seltzer person, but the coffee's amazing. And we're actually came out with a whiskey. Um, so people are like diversifying the portfolio in the beer and liquor world. I mean, it's, yes, you know, find out yeah. what works and try things out. And if it doesn't, then shut it down. Um, hey, I'll go, have to try speaking that. Of, speaking of alcohol and going back to Maryland, another Maryland contribution to the world is drunk history. The guy oh. who created that show is from Baltimore. Yes. And so that, I'm I such a fan. <laughs> What's yeah, his name? John, like Dirk or something? Yeah. Derek, Derek Waters. Derek Waters. Oh, is he related to John Waters in any way? Probably not. I looked that up when I first saw it. No, he's yeah. not. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> but he probably gets that a lot. No, I love that show, especially when it first came out because nobody was doing anything like that. It was so funny. And you would oh, learn okay. something. The episode um, with Jenny Slate and she talks about Coca-Cola. I, I've like rewatched uh, that yeah. particular episode <laughs> a lot. It's so funny. It's amazing I, how many big time actors they get on that and actresses. Well, they're all friends. I think it's yeah. all, like the comedy world. And then the, the the real movie stars want to hang out with those comedians because they're like fun to be around. So then, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's yeah, definitely how that all works. But um, yeah, that's great. I love that show. Very cool. And also, um, if, you, if you're a fan of music, um, mm-hmm. Beach House, you heard of yeah. Beach House? Yeah, that's yeah. A Mar- Mar- that's Maryland guys. Animal okay. Collective, Future okay. Islands. 
Citizen so Cove. were there were there any um, major um, annual events in Maryland growing up that you would look forward to, like big concerts or festivals Vir- or Vir- Virgin Mobile Fest was uh, in Merriweather. Uh, there was one called um, it's not sweet. Was it Sweet Life? Uh, I think it's Sweet Life. Yeah, there was a couple mm-hmm. like uh, bigger concerts. Um, Merriweather they ha- hold some good ones. There's a the 930 Club in DC, and then the Sonar. Yes, Club, yeah. Which- which uh, they have, you know, some really good bands coming through. Dave Grohl, like, grew up listening to music at the 930 Club. Um, yeah. So I've always wanted to go there. I had a few opportunities to go, and it never worked out. But I, it's not a very big venue, right? It's pretty intimate. No, it's it's awesome. I love – I'm not a big festival kind of guy. Like, yeah. people – too many people overwhelm me. There's a reason why I found peace in, like, nature and G-Adventures and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, I dealt with mm-hmm. enough people in my life, so being around – tens of thousands of people it doesn't sound appealing i love like intimate concerts like there's mm-hmm. a place called the observatory here in santa Ana, which mm-hmm. i love that venue so cool yeah 9 30 clubs are pretty awesome it's my my first concert i ever saw was there i was actually eight years old and i saw blind melon nice with my oh my gosh Cassie. one time one time i was in nashville and i was with my group and i tipped the band and i asked them to play a blind melon song and like freaking guy behind the guitar refused in front of everybody really? after i tipped him yeah which one like, uh just the classic one what's the one about rain no rain or whatever yeah no rain i requested oh, no rain yeah. yeah he's like he like made a thing about like how the guy was like a drug addict and he wouldn't play his songs and i was like i already tipped you like play my song Dude, <laughs> and it was all, i was I mean, pissed all, all the best musicians were at some point yes like, yeah it's a sad fact but like i mean if you're not creative gonna play minds music, yeah if you're not gonna play musicians who play uh, who did drugs, did drugs. You're, you're gonna have no music to play <laughs> it's a pretty short list it's a pretty short list yeah for sure yeah well that's cool well very good information i'm i need to be on top of this for sure it's so awesome and you're we're in the same area i live in los angeles now so oh, nice. maybe we can hit up a show or something when this whole thing ends what do you think uh what's your first move when the quarantine is over what do you think you're gonna do I just got a bunch of new climbing equipment and replaced some of my old stuff. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I think, horse flats and go climb. Okay. Um, I'm also trying – Mount Whitney, I yeah. got the permit for June 26th, so I'm doing cool. that. Yeah. Um, awesome. I got, Congrats. Yeah, I'm having Sioux Falls this summer. So I got some things lined up as long as everything clears up. And like like I said, G-Adventures gave me a lot. Like The ending didn't go exactly as planned, but I can look Nobody's back. Nobody's dead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like everyone's bitter at the end. The ro- you, either, the- you either got fired or you're so frustrated and so bitter with management that you like have to leave. There's no other way. No one leaves happy from that job. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. So, I mean, I know that they have good intentions at that company. They do. There's some they mismanagement do. and everything. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it was. Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm on the phone right now with somebody because yeah, adventure. So exactly, I mean, that, yeah. it's a tribe. It's a travel tribe. It's a cool. It's a cool group of people to be connected to, and it's you. You cross paths and do cool shit. And I mean, it's such an inspiration too. Like you're gonna do the Havasu hike and the Mount Whitney. Like those are two things that I haven't really considered doing at the moment but now if i'm not going to italy maybe that's something i could do and like you don't know him but our friend josh he was river rafting the colorado river all the way down the grand canyon right when all this covid stuff broke out and they got out of the canyon on i think march 21st and just were like what the fuck like they had no idea how bad it was and then they like all came out they were like in quarantine because they're on the river alone in a group and then they came come off the river and it's like 
oh, I guess we have to go isolate ourselves, I guess. I don't know. Like, maybe we should just run the river again. Like, it's just crazy. And then, I don't know. It's fun to see all the different ways people are traveling and what they're doing and where their careers take them. A lot of people get cool jobs from from their experiences through G Adventures. And it also just looks cool. Hey, yeah, did, you hear, did you hear, speaking of COVID, did you hear about the actress that killed her husband today? No. What are you talking yeah, about? They were in uh, quarantine together. Um, she, I guess she got frustrated, killed her husband. It's uh, Reese something, Reese, Reese. Uh... What? Reese Withers? Yeah. No, it was with a knife. <laughs> Get it? With a knife? No. <laughs> yeah, you said Reese Witherspoon. I said with a knife. <laughs> oh. Get it? Okay. Very gullible. Yeah. I really, that's. Because I'm worried about that. I'm worried about people getting murdered, and nobody knowing, because it's they're in quarantine. Yeah, you know, uh, you should probably people not worry burying about people that. in their backyards and then pretending to be them on Facebook, and they're and everyone's like, I haven't Facetime with them in a long time. Rebecca. I think about stuff like that. I think about stuff like that. <laughs> kind of morbid shit's going on over there. So we got to meet up. We're close yeah. to each other, you know. And, yeah, uh, we'll I'd love to do. We, I'd we, love we if you're do. going. If you're doing like a, something fun in the wilderness, like and like locally. Um, I'm not a rock climber, but I can like drink a beer, <laughs> like, <hang out>. <laughs> like <laughs> that kind of stuff. No, but I'm really enjoying Southern California. I moved here officially in October and, um, the weather's great and people are actually very friendly. Um, I've actually made a lot of like, like legit new friends. Uh, and then I also have, I'm from California. So I've got a bunch of friends from high school and college and from G adventures. My friend Kayla lives here. Um, I don't think you guys met, but then also my friend Jackson who came after you live here. So it's nice. I like it here a lot. It's been cool. So, and you've been here for how long? Like a few years? Yeah. So I've been here for a little over two years. So, yeah. Do you think in the long run you'll end up back in Maryland or are you going to, it doesn't, it doesn't really cross your mind. I mean, when you've been to heaven, why would you never want to go back? You know, <laughs> <laughs> well, California's I mean- better. Hey, thank you so much. I, I knew this was going to be like a pretty awesome interview. So you definitely delivered and, um, yeah, man. I like I like Maryland a lot. I um the whole like seashore life. I'm really into that. And I hope that like living back in California I can get more into like the ocean. I really want to go to Catalina. Have you been to Catalina yet? Uh I haven't been to Catalina, but I've been to the Channel Islands, which is pretty awesome. Oh, that's also on my list. That's just like a little bit harder, you know? Like there's like you gotta bring camping gear and stuff, right? There's nothing yeah. to do. Yeah. 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 Can I do uh, one last plug for Maryland for people of who? Okay, hey, so if anyone's interested in going to Maryland, just uh, some of the things that are cool is to go to Cannon Yards. You know, it's a very diverse state. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, you got the second largest population of um, African Americans. There's a lot of people from West Africa there. It's a very diverse state, um, and that's a cool thing. Blue State, if you're into that and everything, um, definitely check out like some of the battlefields, um, mm-hmm. some of the forts. Mm-hmm. Um, the state was created on religious freedom, which is a pretty cool fact. Um, yeah. So it was supposed to be a state where Catholics and anybody of religious uh, faith could go to. So that's kind of interesting fact. But um, get out of the Baltimore, D.C. area, the western part, really beautiful mountains, the eastern part, some really beautiful beaches. Go to Assateague. Um, uh, it's it's a it's a great state. I, I I you know I know everyone knows I love Maryland, but uh, you know I'm definitely proud of it. So yeah, check it yeah. out. Yeah, I think, absolutely. I think sometimes people just go to the D.C. area, Mar- uh, Baltimore area, and don't realize there's like 
there's stuff outside the urban sprawl, you know? So Especially if you're not from the Mid-Atlantic. Like, that's the thing. Like, that's the thing about the United States in general is people don't visit their own country, I think. So, there, hopefully, there, yeah, that's the point of the podcast. Yep. And, hey, go to an Orioles game, guys. Honestly, they're the best sports team in all the land, even though they lost 117 games last year. And <laughs> the ballpark is phenomenal. And when the, the national anthem plays, make sure you sing oh real loud because everyone will know that you're a local then. <laughs> nice. I love it. Good tip. All right, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. No problem. You. Thanks, okay. Rebecca. Good talk. Later. Yeah.